1: In the early days of the pandemic, the everyday routine of all hospital staff changed completely. For Winnipeg nurse Emma, going in for her usual shift became lining up outside to be tested and questioned with the rest of her colleagues. She was given equipment to protect her and her family from her patients and to protect her patients from her. Her patients couldn't see her face, couldn't see her smile, and the slightest mistake could put everyone at risk. But Emma is also a musician and a songwriter. She put her anxiety and her fear into words. Those words would forever impact Emma in ways she never would have imagined. Hi. I'm Sandy Sidhu from the TV show Nurses. This is Notes from the Frontline, a podcast telling the personal stories of togetherness and hope from the heart of the pandemic.
0: Today I dressed for battle, to fight an enemy I can't see. Stood in lines of frontline troops, being scanned into work, our new routine. Packed a lunch for a 12-hour shift I'd likely never get to eat. And looked out the hospital windows, at the ghostly empty streets. I fought with the fear inside me, to go to the job I've always loved. Afraid that everything I can do here, still won't be enough my hands are cracked from washing my heart heavy with the fear knowing that the enemy we're fighting can follow me home from here a nurse's heart beats with compassion and we'll take care of you weather through the storm and see this crisis through so again we'll dress for battle to fight an enemy we can't see we came to work for you please stay home for me Hi, my name is Emma Cloney, and I am a registered nurse at Health Sciences Centre and St. Boniface Hospital in Winnipeg, Manitoba, and I am also one half of the duo of the New Customs, a folk roots artist in Canada. In the lead up to going back to work at what I believe to be um, the height of the curve in Manitoba, i had been watching our daily numbers every single day, and I'd had a period of a couple of days off between when the pandemic broke out and when my next shift was scheduled. And on the day that, uh, that I wrote the poem, it was the first day that the province had asked uh, that all nurses and staff members and hospital personnel uh, get into lines six feet apart and line up early before work to be scanned, asked questions and have our temperatures taken before we presented to our workplace. And uh, seeing the photos from the hospitals that I work and also um, you know hearing from my friends, that today we were lining up. And it, uh, it took what was already a very stressful situation of feeling very anxious. I had like this chest crushing anxiety that I was trying not to take ownership of because I felt guilty about it. And then I looked at all these photos of staff members in lines. And I thought, this must be how privates feel when they're going off to war. Um, And I sat with that idea for, for a little bit. And then I thought about the fact that, you know, all these requirements for our PPE are there and they seem so different than the requirements of PPE in what we're seeing on the news. Like I saw people in full hazmat suits and here they're telling us, you know, wear a surgical mask and goggles and gloves and you're going to be okay. And I thought, I don't know if it matters how much PPE I put on. I can't guarantee that I'm not going to bring this home to my children. And I can't guarantee that everything I do when I'm there will be enough to save people. And there was this ethical distress that just weighed on me. And then I thought about what it was like to fight an enemy that I can't see. And I thought about all the the people were making lots of wartime references, referring to nurses as heroes, but I didn't feel very heroic at that time. I felt scared and I felt anxious and sleepless. And so all those ideas sort of culminated. And um, because I am also a songwriter, that creative influence tends to just sort of help me process big emotions. And um, all of a sudden I was struck with the idea of dressing for battle to fight an enemy I couldn't see. And so I quickly wrote that poem because that's just what poured out of me. There was no deep thought. It was just literally expressing guttural emotion. And I wrote it down in a note on my phone and then I read it back to myself and thought, I wonder if I post this for my friends if anyone else is feeling scared. And I posted it and then I went off and fed my kids dinner. And when I came back from dinner, my poem had been shared almost 2,000 times. And then I got, uh, I was a different kind of nervous. (laughs) the first release was just getting getting it out and taking ownership of the fact that i was afraid and that this is what i was thinking and feeling and allowing that creative outlet allowed me to basically take that first breath like you come when you come up from underwater so that first breath relaxed me a fair bit but then when um, so many other nurses were sharing this poem and i saw this beautiful trend occurring when other nurses and healthcare providers shared this poem people that they loved or knew responded back to them as if they had been their words and by people taking ownership of my, my words it let me know that others were feeling the same way but also getting to see that people that cared for nurses were making a commitment to staying home it created this unity and I suddenly felt less alone and less like an army of one fighting against my own fear but rather that every one of us now was you know in the same situation and seeing that nurses from all across Canada and into the U.S. were responding to this and the fact that we were all feeling the same way but we didn't know each other that that was you know one of those very universal feelings um and I started to to calm and accept that it's okay to be afraid and that you know um I guess that that's what real I don't know courage is is knowing What the consequences are and doing it anyway right after the poem was written the thing that i noticed the most other than this new routine of being lined up and scanned and everything felt like everything felt like the pace had slowed down which was a very weird feeling because there was this sort of heightened sense of vigilance but then you know, the term, there is no emergency in a pandemic, like everything needed the proper time, we need the proper time to get the PPE on, we need the proper time to make sure that everyone is safe. But the thing that I noticed the most was, whereas families often come in, and they're very anxious and very nervous, because no matter how many babies you've had, people come in nervous, right, with a sense of excitement, but also a sense of fear. But now, there was this sort of exchange of fear that was occurring. There was the nurse's awareness that the patients who were coming in might pose a risk to us. And then there was also that look in people's eyes when they look back at you and think that you might pose a risk to them. And that was not something I'd ever experienced in nursing before, where someone looked at me fearfully. And, um, you know, we were covered, we're wearing our full glasses and masks and if you think about it when you can only see the eyes of your nurse because every other part of you is covered it's hard to it's hard to get that sense of comfort and we all look the same like everybody is just a set of eyeballs and and um it's already a place where there's a big power dynamic difference people come to us and they're already very concerned and afraid and I felt really I felt a lot of empathy and a lot of compassion for those moms and dads who were having babies because they didn't—they didn't ask to have their babies in the middle of a pandemic, and this is by far not what they had imagined. I'm sure. Um, and so the biggest change was just, you know, learning to find ways to overcome that obstacle and uh, to reach people to make sure that they could feel your humanity even through your mask. So that um, you could provide comfort, and that was that. That the first week, that was the big adaptation. So many people have said so many things about the poem, um, and all of them were so positive like there has there hasn't been a single negative comment anywhere um and I, for th- i thought i broke the internet because i didn't think that part of it was real i mean there's always like you know there's always a naysayer um there was a there was one woman actually um she uh she got in touch with me she tried very hard to be anonymous so she told me and uh i got a phone call one night and it was this this lovely lady who said i have been i've been making a quilt to get through the pandemic and it keeps me busy and it's it's a mystery quilt and i i said oh i don't know what a mystery quilt is and she said well it means that it wasn't you know clandestine for any one person she said but i really wanted to make sure that it got to a frontline healthcare worker and so that it could provide comfort and she saw my poem And she asked if she could give it to me. And then she identified that all of her grandchildren had been born at the hospitals that I work at during the time I was there. And it gave her a lot of comfort to be able to do something tangible. But what I thought was really interesting is on the tag when um, I got the quilt, she had written, this is a part of history. And that was it. And I was just so moved by these are, the, these are the little stories, the personal stories, the pieces, and I thought about the impact of what it will be like for that quilt to move down through my family and for the story of this time to travel with it. And uh, I think it's remarkable that speaking my own truth briefly and publicly has had such a ripple effect. And so I can't pen down one specific interaction that means more than any other, except to say that the fact that my words have had a ripple effect and collectively have brought comfort to a lot of us um, is, uh, is really beautiful, and I'm really grateful for that. I come from seven generations of nurses and nurse midwives, and uh, I thought about the trinkets that my mother has from when my grandmother was in the Second World War as a nurse, and that when this woman offered me the quilt, I thought, this is the, I can see how the history will attach itself to this. Um, I, have a, I have a special watch that my grandmother wore. It was her graduation watch, which is a tradition in our family when a nurse graduates. The nurse that came before them buys them a graduation watch. And so I have my, my grandmother's wartime graduation watch um, and uh, the story that comes with that. So, so mine will be a quilt, and I hope that it'll last as long as the story. Hey, little bird. Come away with me. We fly so high in the colored sky. Come away with me. One of the most interesting things that's happened as a result of this poem is I'm no longer being asked in interviews to only talk about one half of myself. So forever and ever, like I put myself through nursing school releasing albums, and I did lots of um, interviews over the years. And uh, there was always this question about, well, when you graduate, you know, are you going to be a nurse or are you going to be a musician? And there was this dichotomy where people couldn't understand how you could be both things because you are both things. And when this poem came out, it was very obvious to a lot of people because it was made public that I'm a musician in a successful band, but that I'm also a nurse at two hospitals and nobody has said boo about it others and should just be grateful and supportive of the fact that that's the person that I am. And for me it's a beautiful point of realization to just finally be able to live comfortably in this space and not feel like I need to defend or prove anything but just know that both parts of that creativity they lend themselves to my music to comfort people and they lend themselves to my nursing to comfort people you got to come away, away with me. You know, in labor and delivery, it, that's usually, but not always, usually the happiest day of someone's life. And um, my job as a nurse is to be there to facilitate that. And as a musician, I'm also there to facilitate an experience. And so using my skills and my personality and my education, whether that be music or Medicine um, as a conduit in order to help people have the experience that they want to have uh, is exactly who I am. And I, I, don't, I don't have to switch over. I change like outfits. I try a little harder when I'm on a stage, a little bit more makeup, <laughs> less like what looks like pajamas. Um, but uh, uh, I've sometimes used my skills as crossovers. Um, I did a rotation in palliative care where they found out I was a musician. I sang and played for her and her family before she passed away. Sometimes when babies are in NICU and they won't settle, I sing to them. <laughs> but for the most part, uh, the worlds are pretty separate. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't tell people at work. I'm, well, m- my colleagues know, but I don't tell my patients. Um, but uh, sometimes I get found out. I say, oh, I was, at, I was at this concert or I saw you at this festival. And I was like, okay, that's great. Now you need to push. <laughs> hey little can stay on my window frozen like a picture captured in a frame what do i want for the new tomorrow <laughs> i want everyone to remember how they feel about nurses and doctors and essential workers which includes grocery store clerks and all the people who make sure that you have food every day and mail and that you're able to keep living your life to whatever semblance of normal that you are and the people who are working who make you feel safe And when this moment in time has moved past us, I really hope that everybody remembers how they felt about all these people and helps us all make decisions to support one another so that this is the lesson that maybe we were all moving a little too fast and that it would be worth taking a breath and treating one another with a higher level of kindness and humanity going forward. And if we take nothing else away from this pandemic, I hope that it's that breath that I got when I wrote the poem to slow down just a little bit. Hey little
1: bird, come away with me
0: We fly so
1: high in the colored sky Come away with me The music you're hearing right now is Hey Little Bird by The New Customs, written and performed by Emma Cloney and Dale Brown. We want to thank Emma for sharing her story and her poetry with us. In the words of that mysterious quilter, This is a part of history, and so are you. Thank you for helping us catch our breath. Before we say goodbye, Emma wanted us to tell you about Home Roots, Chemin Chénu. They've been instrumental, pardon the pun, in supporting musicians to bring music into people's homes and make a living during the pandemic. To find out how you can help, go to www.homeroutes.ca. That's H-O-M-E-R-O-U-T-E-S dot C-A. Thanks for listening to the first episode of Notes from the Frontline. We have more stories from nurses, doctors, and volunteers coming up on this season of the podcast. But we're always looking for more. If you or someone you know has a powerful story about or related to a frontline worker, go to our website at entertainment1podcast.com. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. While you're there, feel free to give us a rating and leave us a review. Or just share this with someone who might appreciate it. This episode was produced by Adrian Muhajareen, Kimberly Hakuman, and Allison Brough. Once again, I'm Sandy Sidhu. Notes from the Frontline is brought to you by Entertainment One with the support of Global TV, the cast of the TV show Nurses, and ICF Films. If you're in Canada, stream Season 1 of Nurses, now on the Global TV app.
0: Hey little bird, can't stay on my window Frozen like a picture. Captured in a frame. The great big world outside just pass
1: you anyway. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot bot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.